If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva paper towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva paper towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more. You seen the actual video of Iran taking that British tanker? Those guys repelling down the helicopter with their black masks on and everything like that? Yeah, yeah. it's a military operation. Pretty dramatic. The seizure. What are they playing at? What are they hoping to get out of That's this? That's a high-stakes game that Iran is playing. I'm happy to see that they're leading with it on uh, at least the Today Show, for instance. Yeah, yeah. And, and where do we, the United States, go from here? And how does that relate to how some of our Gulf allies would like to proceed? What are their goals in all this? It's, it's high-stakes stuff, and there are a lot of murky motivations. And so we're going to talk to Ian Bremmer, president and founder of Eurasia Group, in just a minute or two. They're hustling him up on the phone. Well, I don't think it's being made clear enough to people that this, the Iran arresting 17 CIA spies um, from the story I just read, that started like over a year ago, this arresting and figuring it out. Why, why this information was released today, I don't, I don't have any idea. Well, tensions are high and getting higher, and here he is, Ian Bremmer, president and founder of Eurasia Group. The Eurasia Group is a leading global political risk research and consulting firm. Ian, how are you, sir? I'm very well, and I can answer that question for you. Okay. Why, why the information came uh, out today? Uh, well, because over a year ago is when the U.S. pulled out of the Iranian nuclear deal, but the Iranians were hoping that they could wait out Trump for a uh, second term and see if someone else would win, in which case the deal would come back in. Um, but at that point, the Americans hadn't put new sanctions on. Now they have. 
As a consequence, Iran is producing almost no oil for export. Um, their metals sector has been pretty much destroyed by the U.S. And other part, about 80 percent of their economy is now under U.S. sanction. Um, so that's why they're escalating. That's why they're hitting the tankers. Um, that's why they uh, you know, knocked down the drone. Um, and that's why they decided to announce these 17 Iranian citizens, uh, many of whom are being given the death penalty for being CIA spies. Who, who is that a message for, though, announcing that, hey, we caught your spies and we're going to off them? Uh, it's a message for, number one, um, the Europeans and others that are um, supporting Iran in uh, tr- not wanting Trump to pull out of the deal, but not actually doing business with Iran because of the toughness of U.S. sanctions and the U.S. economy is a hell of a lot more powerful. So they're trying to say, guys, we're going to keep escalating unless you actually give our economy a break because we're under such massive pressure. The Europeans are providing all sorts of support rhetorically, but doing almost nothing in reality for Iran. It's also a message for the Iranian people that if you want to get to talks between Trump and the Iranian government, the Iranians have to show some sort of tit for tat. They have to build their nationalist bona fides. They can't just be seen as caving under American pressure and then showing up to talks having gotten nothing. So in part, this is also, um, you know, proving themselves domestically. So clearly that's their strategy. And for instance, uh, snapping up uh, British oil tankers. Well, in the case of the British oil tanker, it's to show that if you want to have transit that is safe through the Persian Gulf, then the Iranians need to have transit through the Persian Gulf, and they're not able to export the oil right now. So we consider it escalation. How dare you take this tanker? They consider it a normal thing. I mean, anyone advising the Iranian president would say, yeah, this makes sense from their perspective. Also, keep in mind that the United Kingdom has actually seized an Iranian tanker that they claimed was going to deliver illicit uh, goods to Syria oil, um, and uh, they still have that tanker, uh, Iranian tanker. It's right now in the port of Gibraltar, which is UK control. Would it be fair to say this is the most financial pressure put on Iran in decades? Sure. I mean, you know, there's no question that uh, they were under a fair amount of pressure, uh, of course, before the Iranian deal was signed. But this is much worse than that status quo ante. Um, their economy is in severe recession right now. Um, inflation is massive. Um, and the Iranian people are feeling it. They were the ones that were promised by the Iranian president, if you support this deal, which was as controversial in Iran as it was in the United States, that their economy is going to improve. They supported the deal. They lived up to the terms of the deal, as limited as they were. Um, and now their economy is doing even worse. So, I mean, if you're in Iranian government right now, there's a horrible place to be. Ian Bremmer, president and founder of Eurasia Group on the line. Ian, uh, now that everybody's reestablished their, their hard guy bona fides, do you see this uh, moving toward the bargaining table anytime soon? I think the Iranian government wants to do that. I've spoken with the Iranian foreign minister. It's very clear to me that that is his orientation. The statements we've seen from the Iranian president say that as well. But Iran is not run by its president. It is a theocracy. And ultimately, the decision on whether or not there will be negotiations will have to be made by the supreme leader, Ali Khamenei. And he is, it's not his deal. He was not the one that originally put all of his political um, you know, capital into this deal. Uh, that was the president. And so far, he has shown no inclination um, to talk with the Americans whatsoever. In fact, he's been taking shots at President Trump directly um, through social media, 
So it's not like North Korea, where if you know Trump can say horrible things about Kim Jong Un, change his mind, and then Kim personally makes the decision. In the case of Iran, it's actually much more complicated than that. And just real briefly, I heard you mention on another show, a lesser show, uh, <laughs> the official name of the Revolutionary Guard, which I thought was an interesting point. Would you mind repeating that? It's the Islamic Revolutionary Guards Corps. It's not the Iranian Revolutionary Guards Corps. So when you hear about IRTC patrol boats threatening the U.K., or when you hear about knocking down an American drone, um, that's not something the Iranian president has ordered. And in fact, it's possibly not something the Iranian president even knows about. Certainly, he'd have to be briefed. Usually, are those sorts of things he finds out. He's going to find out um, on CNN, uh, just like, wow. frankly, a lot of uh, a lot of Trump administration officials found out about Trump's moves on cable television. So it's important to be aware of that. Wow, wow. that's so yeah, interesting. That yeah. that is something right there. So what about Ar- Iran's putting pressure on the world end of it with their talk about uh, you know trying to get a nuclear weapon, that sort of stuff? It, uh, how's that affecting us, and how do we keep Israel from reacting? Uh, two things to mention here. Uh, first of all, despite all of the um, storm on wrong from the Iranians, um, oil prices are still pretty low. So Iran just doesn't have the leverage they used to. Threatening the tankers isn't yet pushing oil through 100. It would have 10 years ago. And the reason for that is because the Americans are now the largest oil producer in the world. Um, and so Iran just doesn't have influence. Also, the Saudis are cooperating with the Americans very closely on oil production. That matters, too. Now, Iran has said historically they want nuclear weapons. Trump says he's upset about the Iranian deal because it allowed them to get nukes in a relatively short period of time. 10 to 15 years, they'd be out of uh, the, uh, the terms of the deal. And, you know, at that point, uh, they could start again. Um, but, you know, we should keep in mind that Pakistan has nukes. We're not very happy about that. We can't do anything about it. North Korea has nukes. We're really unhappy about that. We can't do anything about it. Israel has nukes, probably 100, even though they've never, deter- they've never announced that publicly. So, I mean, you know, the fact is, if Iran were to have a couple of nuclear weapons, I mean, it sounds horrible from the American perspective, but it's not clear it's a game changer in the region the way that, for example, Iran supporting terrorist organizations or Iran supporting proxy groups that are fighting against American allies is actually more impactful on a day-to-day basis. And that should remind all of us just how limited the Iranian nuclear deal actually was. It did not create friendship between the U.S. and Iran. It didn't take all the sanctions off nor did it stop the Iranians from engaging in all that other behavior. And as much as Secretary of State Pompeo says we want them to fundamentally change, Trump has only talked about the nukes. He just doesn't like the fact that the Iranian nuclear deal was done by Obama as opposed to having Trump's name on it. That's interesting. It makes it easier to get to a place of agreement between the two countries, but makes it much harder to actually improve the baseline relationships. Ian Bremer, president, founder of Eurasia Group. Uh, Fabulous. Ian, uh, enlightening as always. Thanks a million. Great talking, guys. All right. Yeah. Let's do it again. Yeah, I don't know. It just it seems like there was a contradiction in his own little speech there. So uh, they get a nuclear weapon. What if it's in the in in control of that Islamic group, not the Iranian group, the Islamic group? <laughs> well, and who's actually in charge day to day in Iran is unclear. So right, yeah. And and I didn't want to talk all day with him. I know how busy he is, but then you got your Gulf states who are frenemies of the United States in a lot of ways. Some are some are you can rely on. Some are a little wacky, frankly. 
some, you know, which prince in charge changes, and that changes the complexion of their uh, foreign policy a great deal. Of course, every time we have an election, that changes our foreign policy. But anyway, so if Iran does get a nuke, what, what does the UAE say? What does Qatar say? Saudi Arabia. What does Saudi Arabia abso- say? They absolutely would get a nuke. How would they react? Yeah. And then, see, I don't know. I don't know. I'm glad I'm not in charge of this. It's that's very a, confusing. Very I thought troubling. that was a pretty interesting layout of the the situation, though, for me and Bremer. I thought yeah. that was pretty good. I'm actually pretty optimistic we get to the bargaining table with Iran before too long and, and something semi-productive comes out of it. Um, but, you know, I, I would put the certainty rate of that at 60%, maybe. You know what? You know what Trump did? And Merkel hated this. But Trump said you can either do business with Iran or do business with us. And they chose us. Yeah. As Ian Bremmer just said, the European countries make a lot of noise about uh, Iran and then want to do, but they're not actually doing business with them. Yeah. We said, you can't, you can't do business with them and us. Right. And they're, uh, they caved on that. Yeah. Yeah. For now, we'll see. And listen, I find the Iranian regime utterly repulsive in every way. On the other hand, I do get the old, oh, so we have to have free flow of oil through the Persian Gulf. That's international law. Is it you people aren't letting us export any of our oil through the Persian Gulf? It's got our name on it. So, yeah, I can see there being some resentment. Uh, Well, what are you going to do? Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva paper towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva paper towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 